This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. my desk because my chair creaks i'm worried it comes through the mic oh it does come through the mic <laughs> so i'm on the couch good having to hold your mic now <laughs> it'll probably creak too <laughs> that's right what y'all doing sitting here on a podcast sitting on my couch <laughs> yeah me too what are you drinking jared I got some makers and water. Nice. Ruining a perfectly good blend of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Well. Did you like, is it a splash of water or is it it's like. It's a splash. <laughs> it's a splash. My, my uncle who said that original quote that they just uh, stated um, actually drinks his makers with a good amount of water in it. Yeah, mostly water, I'd say. Oh, I'm not ruining anything then. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Tito's and Topo. Good old fashioned. Trying to I've stay got, hydrated. I've got Kirkland signature purified water with minerals for added taste. Wow. You want to tell us why you're not drinking? I prefer not to, but all right. Well, I'll scratch that off the agenda. <laughs> okay, we, I can, I'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm doing a 75 hard. Which is what? Uh, it is 75 hard. days of following a diet, no cheat meals and no alcohol. Two workouts that are 45 minutes each and they can't be back to back. And one of them has to be outside. You have to drink a gallon of water a day. And you have to read 10 pages in a nonfiction book per day. No slip-ups. If you slip up, you start over. And you're on day three? Day three, yep. It's complete. I've I've checked everything off today. That's why I probably won't even open this water because I don't need it. (laughs) I don't need any more. What's your motivation? Um. Really, it's the whole point of the 75 hard is mental toughness. And I think that's something I struggle with more than anything. Um, so get a little tougher, losing some weight, be nice. And um, getting in a little bit better shape too. Yeah, it'll do all of them. He also, uh, the guy who started it, Andy Frischella, uh from the real AF podcast talks about gaining confidence and self-esteem and things like that. I think those would be also very helpful to me in my personal and professional life. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of got me wanting to do one, but I already know I don't have it. (laughs) I can't make it to Tuesday without a cheat meal. Barry, we're under 75 days for Paladuro. Yeah. 
I'll know well, for damn sure we're we'll gonna be drinking after I know. that. It's <laughs> actually when John John said he's gonna do one, I'm like, maybe I'll try to go along with it, but then I'm like, I'm gonna want to party after Paladuro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A couple so, days. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks, maybe. <laughs> well, I did just find out too, there's phases one, two, and three after the fact, and they're 30 days each, and you're supposed to do them all within a year. And so I did the math on that. That's um, about 180 days. Yeah, but it comes out to 45% of the year on it. I didn't sign up for this shit. Yeah. Well, get through phase one first. Yeah. Get more importantly, get through day four first. Yeah. Just sign up somewhere. You know, I bought, I paid $5 for the app just to, for oh. ease of tracking. Shit. Um, I actually did almost get scammed though. There's a fake app that I oh, bought. Oh, you download, dude. Listen, we're taking a cyber awareness course right now at work. They just <laughs> told me all about that. <laughs> it's because you stopped, used your knowledge, and identified. I should have known something was up because I I have looked into the 75 hard program before, and knew the app was five dollars and john texts me goes the app is two dollars a week was it a week or a month it, a week regardless i'm like it. he must have changed it up <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then like the next day he's like something's up with this app yeah i got through day one and i tried trying to get into day two and it wouldn't let me do anything so i went and searched for the app to see if there was any complaints or anything on it <laughs> and it wasn't there anymore. <gasps> yeah. Dang, it got pulled. Quick. Yeah, but my subscription was still live. Yeah, still paying for it. So, yeah. <laughs> to this day, still paying $2 a week? No, I canceled this. I was in a three-day trial, but it didn't, when they removed the app from the store, they didn't oh. remove the subscription from. <laughs> You're able to get it canceled, though? Yeah. I hope. <laughs> Guess I'll find out. I'll probably week. die with it still yeah. running. <laughs> still <laughs> pulling two dollars Uh Speaking of doing hard stuff, Jared, John, get it finished. I would like to see you finish something. I've done Wait, hard stuff, John. The Smokies. Yeah. Was I didn't hard? do anything hard there. I just fishing's reflected. hard. Fishing's hard. I did fish. Yeah. How was that? Tell that us. Was fun um so i went the, to the smoke the, the peter heller inspired fishing trip yeah uh, i had already had the Sp smokies trip planned and i was kind of getting the itch to try fly fishing so i went uh online and found a guide for a five-hour summer trout special hell yeah and he they had me meet in Cherokee, north carolina and they took me over to deep creek Mm -hmm. which is on that same side, about 10 miles from Cherokee, outside, right outside of Bryson City, North Carolina, home of the Knock. Um, anyway, so he spent probably an hour and a half kind of going over the basics. I had watched a lot of YouTube videos, so it wasn't all new to me, but I've never held a fly rod. Uh, so he was teaching me some of the casts and like the overhead cast and the roll cast, which is what I'd be mostly using um creekside in the smokies so yeah 
And then uh, we went and hiked up the Deep Creek Trail about maybe a half mile or so and got, stood in the water and did some roll casting. And when you know it, five minutes later, I landed my first fish of my life. Wow. How That's was insane. it? It was pretty cool. It was a, I believe it was a brook trout is what he said it was. Um, I caught two brooks and a brown. Wow. That's Congratulations. Thank you. It's a lot of fun catching that. a fish. Yeah. And uh, little fighters too. They, no. they don't want to, st- they don't want to stay with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the point. Current, dude. Yeah. They know how to use that current against you. Mm-hmm. Try to get away. That's and, uh, so they, but they also, uh, we've kind of moved down the Creek a little bit throughout the day. And uh, didn't catch after those first three. I didn't catch anymore. That first three at the one spot. Never, I don't even think I got a bite. <laughs> We're using a what, what was y'all's method? Um, I think, yeah, I think we were called it was actually called high stick nymphing. Yeah, okay. Um, so I was hold, holding it up, holding the line up, yeah, uh, after casting, and then it was using a nymph. Did you have a strike indicator on there? Yeah. He's like, this is just a fancy bobber. Like, yeah. Is it even that's, fancy? That's sh- I don't even know why. I, I want to know why they call it a strike indicator instead of a freaking bobber. I think the fly it's fishermen a, really want to separate themselves from the <laughs> I guess so. Traditional or <laughs> conventional fishermen. Strike indicator. No, it's a fucking bobber. But I've also yeah, signed up. From, yeah, this oh, is a strike indicator. Oh, uh, the nymph fishing. I think for the most part, you uh, the fly is underneath the water, so you can't really see it. Oh yeah, strike like a dry fly, which would be floating on top. All foreign language to me. I've never fly fished either. I signed up for a eight hour class this. A week from Saturday. Oh, nice. Oh, that'll be fun. Then I'll Holy get to start man. buying the gear so I can get ready to quit. Yeah, <laughs> just in time to never <laughs> do it again. <laughs> the John well, Next, D you're going to want a bigger kayak. Yeah. <laughs> One that I can fish out of. Yeah. Mm. That's the next step. But if, if we want to continue on my Smokies trip, uh, then I went to my campsite and I really just hung out at the campsite the whole time, which is relaxing and read yeah. two books. Uh, so yeah. And I, I've backpacked out of Smokemont before, but I've never stayed there and found some trees to put my hammock in and camped in that the whole time, which worked really well. Uh, somehow though it kept sinking by the third i guess i slept there two nights uh set second night i was I think i was like three inches off the ground <laughs> i don't know what was going on but so every, both nights someone was making this noise and it was it was almost like an elk bugle like right after the sun went down it would and got dark they'd make this noise that just echoed throughout the valley. 
Sure, it wasn't an elk. I don't think so. I don't. I've heard enough videos of them, but yeah. I haven't been able to get back in and check. So it could have been calling to try to get a response. That could be it too. They're they're illegal in national parks to have game calls. I have looked that up before. But I mean, if you do it by mouth. Oh yeah, that's true. Is that legal? I'm sure they can't stop you. <laughs> that's badass though. Did you go drive around? Yeah, I at one point I I I have a pregnant wife and I figured I probably should uh check in. <laughs> and so I, I I left the campsite and then just drove up to Newfound Gap. Yeah. Um took a couple pictures and headed back right to seclusion. <laughs> Hiked a little bit, not nothing to brag about. You didn't go down to Charlie's Bunyan. I did not. The, my neighbors though did. Yeah probably better weather than when i went it was beautiful the whole time <laughs> i do need to get if i'm going to continue hammock camping i need to get an under quilt though the sleeping bag and the hammock just does not work very well did your ass get cold no it it keeps me warm it's just a pain in the ass to oh. get in and out of yeah <laughs> and hammock makes me have to piss like four times a night for some reason <laughs> that happened again yeah it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'd never get up in the middle of the night. As soon as That's I get in that hammock. Weird, it's probably because the way you're. Yeah. <laughs> must be some something. kind of pressure on it. and <laughs> Probably just relieving all inflammation in my body. <laughs> Shit. But I don't. I sleep way better in a hammock than I do in a tent on the ground. Do you sleep better in a hammock than you do in a bed? Um, actually, I think I do, other than the have to the chore of getting out of it. Yeah. It's like once you get like in that comfortable spot in the hammock, dude, it's it's hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Especially if you got like a slow rock to it. Yeah. And I brought a pillow from the house this time and that was <laughs> sleeping like a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I could sleep in my hammock. I try. I've only really been in it once, but it definitely did not feel like something I could sleep in. I sleep great in my tent, though, on the ground. Yeah. You've got to set it up right. Better than I do in a bed. Yeah, and I don't even know how to set it up. Yeah, there's some, like, 30-degree rule. Like, it needs to be at this angle from Mm -hmm. the tree down to the hammock or whatever. Hmm. I'm having like sleeping this. sideways or something. I couldn't, I forgot about how to do that correctly. So you're flat. I just kind of curled up in almost a fetal position. Yeah. I, I'm a like, side sleeper. When I was in my hammock, I was at almost like a you were I mean, tacoed. Yeah. My feet were above my head and that's yeah, not comfortable. I couldn't, I could never really move around. Were you using it up in Colorado? Yeah. But like I said, that's the only time I've ever used it, so I'm not really a I'm not really a pro at it yet. There's a funny guy on um, YouTube. His name is Shug something, and he's a 
former circus clown. And now he does YouTube videos on hammock camping. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. I'll have to go look it up. He's a funny guy. Jared, what, uh, how was your 50K? I know it was a long time ago, but we hadn't had a chance to talk about it on the show. Dude, it was, uh, it was a good time, man. So it was, we did the 50K. It's called the Southern Fried 50 50 in Columbus, Georgia. And it ran along the Fall Line Trace Trail, which is basically a rails to rails to trail operation down there. And it went down to the Columbus uh, Riverfront trail down there which runs along the chattahoochee river way down yonder on the chat exactly that's all i could think of. i couldn't find a grape snow cone either but <laughs> um got a burger but um it was cool because he went on the georgia's or on the alabama side ran like two miles on that side came back to the georgia side and went you know like five miles down one side and then back but but dude it started at seven and the, the name is, is it's, it fits the, the race. It was hot. Like it was so hot, but, uh, man, we, uh, we got it done. I got, I got first in the 50 K, um, one, one by a decent margin by like 30 minutes, I think. And, and Meg, Meg won her, won the 25 K, uh, women's division. So overall, the yeah overall women's division for the nice. 25k yeah so they weren't ready for the low country folks no no they weren't <laughs> but it was good, a good job time. how'd you feel while you're doing it i felt pretty good until like the last four miles i i realized i probably hadn't drank enough water beforehand so by the last aid station i was i i I drank like a full bottle of water, loaded both of my uh, bottles on on my on my pack, my vest down, and uh, I was like just squirting water from my <laughs> from my vest. I would like <laughs> I would I would like squeeze the bottle and just like spray it. <laughs> it was so hot, dude. It was so hot, but it it, it was fun afterwards, man good people good the 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 lady that hosted it man she was really good at 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 what she does but good it had Congrats, it, man. yeah it had thanks man it was had, it, had, and it was it road or trail i can't remember it know. was all it was all road but it was actually pretty hilly much hillier than i would have ever uh, expected there was one there was one the last hill like it, it was gently sloping, but dude, I, I had to walk it, man. I was, I was pretty spent at one time at that point. But it was good. Yeah. I'd, good job getting it done. You ready for 50 miles? Can you go 19 more? Um, yeah, I, I think so. If I, if I would have been like tapered for this, that was my longest week yet. I think, you know, I ran a 15 mile. I had a 15 mile run like the Wednesday before that race. It was a long week. Yeah. 
how many well you did 67 last week yeah i was all pumped up as i did almost 30 is <laughs> the longest week i've done and oh yeah baby. four years and i went and looked and i was in like eighth place in the strawberry club <laughs> 40 miles behind Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> don't let it get you down man but it was uh yeah it was a good time it's really cool i, I liked columbus man Meg and I wandered the streets afterwards, drinking beer, eating, raising. They had a sweet bookstore there, actually. I've been to that one, Barnes and Noble. No, no, no. There's <laughs> one right there on Main Street. It had some goofy ass name, but there was like a Peter Heller book, The Dog Stars, right there. Oh, nice. Center as soon as you walk in. And uh, but yeah, the downtown scene there was was good, really good. Barry, you've been to Columbus before, if you don't remember. Did we pass through? We stayed there. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably. I, I know we stayed outside of Atlanta, but that's about all I remember. Y'all went all the way down to Columbus? We, so when we, uh, when, before I got married, we had like a second bachelor party almost. And Barry and my fr- friend Judd came out the week before my wedding and I picked him up in Atlanta. And then we went down to Columbus uh-huh. and well, we were actually going to the Arkansas Auburn game uh-huh. and we kind of just made it down to Columbus and stayed in the hotel there and then drove up through Tennessee and into North Carolina and went to Chattanooga, Asheville, and then Boone, North Carolina. Ooh. And then had to come back and it's a trip, son. been lost my freedom that week. It was a good trip. That's a good wedding, too. Dude, John, you would enjoy it. Did you did y'all walk along the riverfront? Um area? I've never been over there. My um my wife had family there. Um and so I've been a few times, but I've never been to the that whitewater area. Dude, it's intense. Like we watched, we watched rafts flip like right before our eyes, like everyone ejected. <laughs> <laughs> it but, looks pretty rough out there. Ugh, All that's man-made too. They they just put boulders and stuff in the river and created it. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. I there was like a sign, and I, I think they probably have a contract. I could probably get this wrong, but judging from the sign, is they regulate flows. Uh, from the dam upstream of that mm-hmm. to to uh, to accommodate the proper flows of the river for for rafting purposes, dude. It looked like it's a huge industry down there. Yeah, it's pretty big for, according to my research and yeah. exposure. You'd you'd have a kick ass time. I probably would. I probably have a rough time. Yeah. This, those rapids are humongous. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, do, Barry? <laughs> do what? What'd you do, Barry? Um, I don't know what I've been doing. Come on, man, you, you went out with marathon and had your or marathon, oh, yeah. had had your badass marathon. Uh, Maryland? Badass barbecue from Brick Vault. Yeah. We talked about your Colorado trip too. Um, we did talk about Colorado. I went to, to to your cabin with Tyler Vance. 
and that was a good weekend. We were up there a couple of days and did a lot of hiking, got a, got a run or two in and, uh, man, we ran into a guy. We were up at the Jack's Creek campground sitting around. We just finished, uh, I think we ran eight miles. We we're just sitting around up there and, uh, drinking a beer kind of coming down. And this guy was, had this big beard, you know, he's in his seventies and uh we're just kind of watching him and he pulls out this this heavy you know backcountry backpack and tyler says you going out you going out for a night or two and he says yeah i'm gonna be out there about nine nine or ten days (laughs) (laughs) so we get talking to him about that and he goes yeah you know he's like i'm getting kind of old and he's like i gotta come take advantage of these opportunities as much as i get and uh and uh, I noticed he's wearing a Paladuro trail run hat, which is the hat that you get at the at the race that me and Jared are doing in October. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I asked him about it, and he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I love running that Paladuro race. And he, he was running it back in the day. Uh, he goes, man, I used to run it with Red Spicer, who – uh, if you're familiar with Paladura Canyon, there's the the Gibbons Spicer Lowry Trail, and uh, Red Spicer would be where the Spicer came from on that. And so we got to talking, and he's run Paladuro. I think he said 24 times. Good night. The 50 miler, and then we just kept going on. And he said, "Yeah." He goes, "I've run." Uh, he goes, I used to run Leadville every year till it got bought out by the new, by the new company. And then, uh, he's run Western States. I can't remember how many times he said, but you know, we're like, man, this guy's crazy. We got to figure out who it is. And, uh, so I went and did some digging. I just went and looking for, uh, went into old Paladero Canyon results, looking for, older men who were from the Albuquerque, New Mexico area, like this guy was and found his name and looked him up on ultra sign up. And sure enough, uh, he was not fibbing. I think he had 198 results on ultra sign up. Jeez. Um, over, you know, over the last 20 years or so. And so he took his big hundred pound sack and, (laughs) I mean, just tromped right off like it's no big deal. It's really cool. It's just kind of one of those, you know, it's just a neat experience to run into somebody like that. Yeah. And just humble as could be, too. He acted like it's no big deal that he'd done all that. Damn. His what was name, his name? Uh, Bobby um, Keo. I don't know how you say his last name. Key. Oh, yeah. I think it's Key K. I was going to say key K E O G H. Yeah. Dude, he's probably a legend in the ultra running community. Well, that's what I was wondering. It's like, man, I bet, I bet you could really dig up some good stories on him. Cause he seemed to know, you know, he, he was kind of one of those dudes like back in the old days when they're doing it in jean shorts and stuff. <laughs> Damn, that sounds rough. Um, but that was cool. 77 years old. And he was going, um, as soon as he got done with his backpack there, 
he was going to Italy to do a 204-mile race. What the fuck? What race? I can't remember what it was called. Tyler would remember because he, he was actually familiar with it, but I can't I can't remember. Hmm. And I, I even tried looking it up. I couldn't find anything. Dude, Probably because it's an Italian. Yeah. What a test. But he had done he had done a 500 miler and a couple of 200s also. Wow. So, 500 miles. Yeah. He needs to come down and do the hell hole 100. Yeah, out there in Francis Marion. Yeah. See if he's ever running a swamp. So that was cool. But then the trip was nice. It's always awesome going up there. What were the lows? Thank you, John. Uh, it was, I think the lows were in the low 50s, probably mid 50s. I thought you were talking about the hardware store. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. You said, if, where, are the, where were the lows? I don't know if there is lows in Santa Fe. I guess there probably is. But did that and yeah, and then went to marathon with my family last weekend and just hung out. Did some running down there and eating. It's about all there is to do in marathon. Marathon. We're trying to plan an anniversary trip into October and I'm that's about what I want to do, except eating is not going to be an option. Well, you're just not going to eat? Uh, I'll eat. It's going to not be good food at oh. restaurants. Yeah. Think about Bryson City. Well, it can still be good. Yeah. You need I'm, I'm what kind of, what I'm kind of diet are you following? I'm doing paleo, but a little more freedom than a Whole30. Yeah. Uh, well, there's no freedom on a Whole30. Yeah. I'd been wondering that because I wondered what sort of diet Andy Frisella follows. I kicked around keto, uh, but I just I haven't. Well, he's got to on his seventy-five hards. Yeah, you've got to follow a diet. That's yeah. part of the. I can't even eat normal. Well, an, an intentional eating plan. Yeah, so like let's say I wanted to. My goal was to get jacked and put on a bunch of muscle. I would eat the way that would lead to that. Really, it's more no like the no cheat meals. Yeah. Is a cheeseburger a cheat meal? Yes. Well, I don't know. See, that's you what I'm wondering. Get the bread. If you, devi- if you define it as part of your diet. Get yeah. the bread. Keep the fries. It's good. Well, that's not a cheeseburger if you skip the bread. Oh. Can't have dairy. <laughs> well, you can't. Also, it's I, on yours. Yeah. On, on Jared's, I guess he can. Man, put some... I don't know. We'll figure something out. I'll, I'll be fine. Call it a Salisbury steak then, Barry. I don't know, man. Salisbury steak sounds kind of good. Man, when I was running in marathon, I I had to run a half on one of the days we were there. And so I, I set out real early. Like, I think I left the house at about 5.15 to try to get it done. And it was a new moon at the time. Oh, and it, man. you know, I don't know how familiar our listeners are with West Texas, but this part of the country is some of the darkest skies in the world. And so that means two things it means you can see every star that exists, which is mind bending in, in its own way. 
And it also means that you can't see anything else. <laughs> and yep. so I was not having a super good time running. I was really, <laughs> I was really like in my head about all kinds of stuff. It's like, man, the border's out of control. And did you bring your headlamp? Yeah, I had my headlamp, but it only, I mean, oh. it's not like I can see 360 degrees. Around <laughs> me. You can see the four feet in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Step in a hole. And so I got, I got about two miles out of town just running down like a local county road. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop and just, uh, just stand here for a minute and just listen and like, enjoy the quiet. And as soon as I stopped, this coyote started, uh, started fussing and it sounded like it was probably, you know, it sounded like it was within 50 yards of me. Oh, snap! and I don't, you know, I don't feel threatened by him, but that was kind of like, that was kind of like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go back to town and, and run, <laughs> run around town until the sun comes up a little bit. And so I did. I'll send you the video, Jared. I might post it yeah. on Instagram too. But but it was cool and uh, got the run done. Felt pretty good. Uh, yeah. All in all. Did you go up the big hill outside of uh, past the gas station? Yeah. East? I went out. Um, well, you I know went out. that's where the 5k went yeah i went out that way i didn't go outside of town that way i went to the turnoff to to go down to big bend mm, and I came back and then i went west towards alpine a mile out that way and turned back and came back and then the road south right in the middle of town where we crossed over the railroad tracks i took that one two miles out and back mm. Um, and then there's a dirt gravel road goes north out of town. That's about two miles as well. So I took that and whatever was left, I just picked up meandering around the town of 400, <laughs> which is pretty easy to do. Yeah. So anyways, I guess we better get to our books. Yeah. yeah. Let me make sure I didn't have anything else I want to talk about. Um, thanks to Peter Heller for coming on last week. That was a really cool experience or last episode, I should say. Yeah. And, uh, really enjoyed it. Love all his books. I ordered that poetry book he recommended to should be here tomorrow. Yeah. If we didn't sell any books for him, I, I at least went out and bought the guide. Hardback. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I think we sold one or two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if somebody told me they were going to get it from hearing it. Yeah. Speaking of, if you are interested in buying from Amazon, if you go to bourbonbookshelf.com and find the Peter Heller episode, click on the link there and buy it through there and it'll help the show out. And we'll be able to reduce the number of ads we run and continue the show for your listening pleasure. You run ads. <laughs> we could, but we're not gonna because we want to have a quality show and ads right. are annoying. Uh, we're also looking at getting a Patreon going too. So if you want to support us in that way at all. Um, what books do you guys have? I have the stand by Stephen King. Ooh. 
good job finishing that jared i have a uh, project hell mary by andy weir good look forward to hearing about that one yeah awesome. i've got i hate running and you can too <laughs> by brendan leonard i uh have to apologize to you guys i dropped the ball and had to tap into the archives so sometimes you get busy yeah i actually just read this one a couple let's see in april so it's not too far back in the archives but it never fit into the show so john let's hear about the stand all right well um stand is a well-known book by our good friend stephen king um it thought of by many as his best um and it is at least close to his longest i think it came in at like 13 and 1400 pages which is the longest book i have ever read to um tiny font yeah uh, i read it on kindle so i could control the font size so <laughs> i have no idea how how that would have translated on the actual physical page um but the gist of it is there's a uh, virus that comes out of a government lab. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah. COVID. And, and they, uh, they call it um, Captain Trips. And I don't, I don't ever think I got a clear... Uh, I think he was... Where it came from. I think he was patient zero. I may be wrong on that. That may have been it. Um, But uh, he... uh, So this virus comes out and just starts ravaging the uh, United States and I assume the rest of the world. It doesn't really talk about it. Um, And that kind of leads into... There's a few small percentage of the population that's immune to it and they don't get sick. And um, they are now in survival mode with 95% of the population gone. They're just few and far between. But um, this is... That almost seems like a pandemic you'd want to shut businesses down for. Yeah. Well, this pandemic would actually shut businesses down because all the people are dying. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, being a Stephen King book, there's a supernatural element here and uh these people start having dreams of a woman in nebraska that kind of starts drawing them to nebraska to this woman that's um that's gonna lead them for that these dreams are telling them that she's gonna be their kind of almost savior and that some of the people nebraska also, yeah um and then uh, some Born of the people fed. are also having dreams <laughs> about a dark figure on the other side of the Rockies. And the book kind of just goes, uh, there's just this struggle between the two sides on the of this people following this woman in Nebraska um, and the guy on the other side of the Rockies. And it's kind of a good versus evil, um, God versus Satan kind of element to it. Um, but... Um, just to, I think you should go pick it up if you ever get the chance. It's it's long and it's it's a it's a it's a beast 
but it's like a, like an elephant. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And that's what I did. And huh, one page at a time. And if I had to stop in the middle of a chapter that was three hours long. I had to stop in the middle of a chapter. Yeah. Um, but it it's seriously long. You I mean you you guys may remember, and if you've been following the show since day one, you'll know I spent about four months on the damn thing. And still never finished, so which is why I gave my copy away. <laughs> it, it it's it's long too, but like I say about Stephen King, it's I feel like he he's not just writing. He's this all the stuff he's using is useful and ties into other things. And mm-hmm. uh, I will say it was a little hard to follow. All there's a lot of characters in this mm-hmm. book, and it's not two people out in the wilderness and uh, like a Peter Heller book, The River. It's yeah, a lot of characters, a lot of characters, and a lot of different places, too. Yeah, so you talk about the Rockies, does it have anything to do with the Overlook? They end up in Boulder. I can't remember if they brought up the Overlook. I've been trying to like make notes of the kind of the Stephen King multiverse. Yeah. Um, this was an earlier one. Or is it any any Wilkes? Any um, um misery. I think he wrote this before misery. Yeah. Oh, never mind. If anything it would tie back. I did read something where uh, the woman in Nebraska ties into Helleran in the Shining. Uh, I didn't go too far. Oh, there. that was that was the other guy with the shine, right? Yeah, that, that, that worked at the Overlook. And sadly, in the movie, he didn't make it. <laughs> in the movie, somehow though, in Stephen King's sequel to the shot, uh, the Shining, he does show back up because he didn't die in the book. Yeah. Are you talking about Stephen King's? Okay. Yeah. Well, the movie is different than the book. I know. They need to redo The Shining. Yeah. I wish they would. I think it'd be really good with modern modern CGI. If they didn't cheesy it up too much. Yeah. I I just didn't really care for the movie. We've actually discussed this before. Movies that (laughs) controversial uh movies uh movies that we think should be remade that would be controversial and i, I said the shining because it's a very popular movie and i don't think it's very yeah popular. well stephen king hated it that's enough he, for me yeah he remade his own which i've never actually seen either of them all the way through but i need to got any one stars yeah um who's my favorite <laughs> uh the first one is brand new book falling apart defective binding <laughs> the story is incredible five stars over and over again but hey for hold, hold on hold on hold on hold on you guys may or may not know this but there's two versions of the stand oh yeah i did <laughs> there's there's the uncut version which is probably the one john read and yep. then there's a significantly reduced version 
And the reason for the significantly reduced version is because at the time of publishing, they could not make book bindings strong enough to hold it all together. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And actually, wow. when he did remake it or redo it, he moved it 10 years into the future. Really? Um, yeah. So he moved it. It was 1980, the original version, and this sec- or around that. And the original one, the second one was in the uncut version was in 1990. Hmm. That's interesting, too. All right. Continue on. All right. So that was the one book reviewed. He loved it, but had to give it a one star. Uh, this other one's my favorite. Did not age well. Um, yeah. No, it did not. I thought it would be ironic to read The Stand during the coronavirus pandemic. This is from May 31st of last year. Um, I'm going to skip through this other bullshit that he <laughs> says, but he says, I might contract COVID-19 at any moment. I may have already done so. I could die. We all could. Stephen, no offense, but I retired this mother after 350 pages. Reading the stand felt like being cornered at a family event by my tall tale, yarning, stereotype, espousing hillbilly uncle. There was a time when people thought COVID would be that way. Yeah. And that was including myself. At the time. At yeah. The time, that was. Another one's titled Sexist, Racist, and Boring. Is it? No. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember from what I read if I if I noticed any of that, but I can't remember anything. Yep. I recommend it. And on the Giardia scale, with it being a survival mode, um, give it a 10. The survival date, uh, Giardia danger is very high in this one with no water plants up and running. Probably yeah. so. It'd be very high. Probably not a whole lot of bottled water laying around either. Yeah, that may have been before bottled water, too. Yeah, true. I actually remember a, a time before bottled water, I feel like. Hmm. Maybe not. Maybe it was around and I just didn't. I remember my dad used to would always be drinking a, a bottle, like a liter bottle of water, and I thought it was so weird. <laughs> but... I don't know how people lived where I live in Midland, Texas without bottled water ever. <laughs> so Jared, let's hear about yours. Yeah. Um, Project Hail Mary, which is the newest book by Andy Weir. Um, Andy Weir wrote The Martian, which we're all fans of. Um, I've actually never seen. I've seen parts of the movie. Oh, man, you got to watch the movie. Yeah. But I don't know the the book. I'm I'm afraid it's gonna not live up to it. But it's up there on a no country for old men scale as far as book to movie adaptations. I think it's. I'm not disagreeing with you on the quality of the movie. I think it's perfectly fine if you read a book that you just absolutely loved, and Mm. you don't want to go ruin it with the movie. Yeah, leave it on out. I love The Martian. And I also loved this book. Um, so it, it's it's set in space, just like The Martian, except they're venturing out a little further than Mars. They're actually going towards a uh, another solar system completely. Um, 
the the uh, the whole premise behind the book is that <clears throat> the Earth is cooling because of a living organism um, basically absorbing the sun's energy, thus blocking it from the Earth. So they're sent into deep space to uh, to find a way to solve the problem and it comes as a form of a predator. I hope that doesn't ruin the book for anyone, but I think it's kind of obvious when you start getting into it what they're going to get into. Um, but basically it comes down to two characters, two main characters. Uh, one, his name is Grace, Dr. Grace Raylan, Rylan. I go back and look here, but and the other character, main character, is pretty unsuspecting, which is a good twist. Um, but man, dude, it's it like sends you. I don't know. It goes so deep into the, just like the Martian into the science aspect of of space and everything. Like it's kind of overwhelming at points, but but he he explains it really well, like uh, basically like traveling and how how time is warped when you're traveling in space at crazy amounts of speed mm-hmm. but you're like you're kind of like what the fuck and then he explains it <laughs> during it but uh, when, I, when i was in college i i tried to make double major in biophysics uh-huh. i had biochemistry so i was trying to do biophysics and i got to um, modern physics and when it st- talks about that stuff that relativity yeah, yeah 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 i could not wrap my head around that shit <laughs> no i <laughs> i got a d in that class and that was the end of my <laughs> biophysics journey like oh i guess that's it <laughs> but but man it it's kind of it's kind of funny the, the, the book's hilarious just like the martian you know it's funny it's got uh, it, it keeps you on your toes. You want to know what's on the next page. It's a little bit sad. Um, it's just overall, it's such a good, entertaining read. I would definitely recommend it, especially if you read The Martian. I, I would suggest reading Project Hail Mary. Is it a sequel or is it tied in with it at all? No, Martian? not at all. Not at all. It's just, it's, it's just. I think Andy Weir just likes space. <laughs> Seems like it. Is it yeah. does it have that kind of good humor like the Martian has too? Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's actually no cussing in it. Oh, really? It's family yeah. humor. Yeah. It's like the the main character, Dr. Grace, he he uh it turns out he's a fourth grade teacher, so like he's so he's, he's never really cussing at it at anyone or, or he's like always like gosh darn it or like something like that so it's kind of funny i think if i was a dag nabbit yeah that exactly <laughs> <laughs> but anyway well i know you were pumped to read it so i'm glad you i'm glad you even bought the hardback so yeah 
Well, the only reason I bought the hardback is because at the time it was twelve dollars on Amazon. Oh, so nice! I was like, hey, I got, I got to read this one. Y'all pick it up through the affiliate link. link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all let me know if y'all ever need an affiliate link. <laughs> oh well. But go ahead, get it, pick it up. Um, I could definitely dive deeper into the book, but I just don't. I, I feel like it, it would really spoil a lot of things. Yeah, we don't. We don't want to give anything away. Yeah. Any one stars? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. A lot of uh, almost unreadable with a hard science interpretation as being a list of the dullest facts which i don't agree don't waste your money a lot of that uh deeply disappointing because they love the martian and they said this is not the martian Doesn't of course stack it's up. not the martian which i think it does it's just it's different it's different all right here's another one. most hell mary attempts fail <laughs> uh that was a good that's a good that is a good comment yeah uh good sci-fi turn weird alien story wish there might be aliens in it i ain't gonna say there might be aliens on this show for all we know we may be aliens but anyway get it sounds good to me i've wanted to read uh artemis and that one i loved the martian i was actually was thinking about it the other day i'm like i may read this thing again yeah because it's pretty quick read and it's man it's it's entertaining have you read it john i have not yeah i tried to watch the movie I, i don't think i got through it i thought the movie was pretty good too the book obviously the book's better regardless of how similar they are but uh matt damon did a good job of being the main character yeah mark watney thinks his name nick watney watney i think nick watney's a golfer well i had i brought to i hate running and you can too which is how to get started, keep going, and make sense of an irrational passion uh, by Brendan Leonard, who uh, he's got a good Instagram page if you guys are Instagrammers. But uh, this is just kind of a little book. It's like a day read. Um, it's kind of just like a motivational book about finding the, finding the enjoyment and the suffering and shittiness of running. Um, he's an ultra marathoner multiple times over and kind of just had it it's really is just about running and it's got a lot of good little um he's kind of an artist it's got a lot of just random little funny graphs all through it and stuff and so um you know it just talks about having consistency and training and and finding the pleasure in that consistency and keeping your mind on the on the bigger picture the whole way through and actually really probably be good to read again but it's kind of just good pump up book 
could be read in one sitting. Um, fun to flip through and uh, look at his charts and graphs and illustrations and stuff. And um, he actually hosts a podcast too called Off the Couch, I think is what it is. Um, and it's not, I don't think he puts stuff out super regular, but he's had a few good guests on that I, if I remember correctly, and he's actually, he's been on a, several podcasts as well that I've listened to. We could probably get him on here if we wanted to, but it's worth reading if you're, if you're into running or maybe in a running slump or um, wanting to get started. It's only about a hundred pages, 160. And it's just a tiny little book. And the only one star review says, this is more like a pamphlet. <laughs> which isn't far from the truth so right <laughs> did it motivate you yeah it definitely did um i read it like i said in april and uh that's about that's about when i started getting pretty serious and a little more consistent so now whether those two were linked or not i don't know because i also got some coaching and stuff from there so Check it out yeah. if you fit the criteria previously mentioned. Get some. Get some. Jocko's birthday was yesterday. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> that was funny. I saw one that said, born before the enemy. Yeah, I saw that Because <laughs> he always talks about being up before the enemy, for those of you not. I, I have a, a alarm. <laughs> not burst. That has um, that says up before the enemy, but sometimes it gets put in like an afternoon um, alarm that I need or something. <laughs> so I think right now it's at like three p.m. It That's says funny. Up before the enemy, <laughs> depending on who the enemy is, that may be yeah. true. If they work nights, yeah, they're in China, yeah, <laughs> which they are. Correction on. The main character's name for Project Hail Mary. What is it? Ryland Grace. Ryland. I got it backwards. What'd you say, Grace Ryland? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody probably would ever notice that if he hadn't said anything. Oh, well, just want to correct it now because I'm damn sure won't remember next show. Yeah. I'm not good at remembering things like that. <laughs> nope. Unless I can't even remember anybody from the stand. Yeah. Unless it's Gus McRae. Yeah. You Gus McRae or anything from Ron White. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I've got such a deep memory bank on Ron White stuff. Probably because we watched it a hundred thousand times in high <laughs> Probably. school. Even his new stuff though is just ingrained. Anyways, you guys got anything else? Don't buy a car from Carvana. Oh, yeah. You want to tell us why? Yeah. So on this... Especially uh, if you live in North Carolina. On this episode of What Really Grinds My Gears, um, <clears throat> Carvana. They, uh, so I found out after I bought a car from them that North Carolina had sued them because of some business practices they have and have banned them from selling cars in Raleigh. This was about a month after I bought my car. Anyway, they delayed on me 
they delayed delivery four different times. And every time they delay the delivery, you have to re-sign all the contracts. Jesus. And anyway, finally got my car. I was going to have it delivered in South Carolina, but I moved. And so they had to deliver it to North Carolina. But now, four months later, I'm still waiting on my registration to come through. They have to rewrite my contract. I got pulled over because of the reason that they sued over is I'm currently using an Arizona temporary tag. What? <laughs> and they have no intention. They haven't even started rewriting my contract. And this temporary tag is up in like 10 days. I finally had to call and like, I'm getting pulled over. What is going on here? And they finally assigned someone with a name and a phone number. <laughs> an actual human. Yeah. Four months later. And for some reason, while they're all doing this, they canceled my auto pay on this. So I have to remember to go make the payment now, which is not going to happen. Auto pay. I don't know what the hell that was all about there. Auto pay for what? My car. Oh. Don't buy from Carvana. They're really nice and they're really friendly. But they until I have their money. Yeah, sounds about right. That's that's one thing I preach a lot. It's like with your cars, with your insurance, with your mortgage, with your bank. It's worth its weight in gold to have a human being you can get a hold of somewhere. Yep, that's the same one every time you call. We're getting a mortgage right now, and because of that advice, I have the loan officer's name in my phone saying, mm-hmm. and she'll probably pick up at the caller right now at 9, 10 p.m. Probably would. Um, Yeah, don't buy from Carvana. Jared, you got anything? Just keep getting your miles in, baby. When does and your taper tech. start? Wreck them fucking tech, dude. Well, that tech game was a roller coaster. I was last getting week. worried. You were there. That was a stressful game to be at. Taper starts uh, October 2nd. Race after the week. Yeah, as soon as uh, we get done with the New River Marathon. Are you running the marathon? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Not all out. I'm going to run it with Meg. Oh, yeah. I forgot she's doing the full, too. Yeah. Did Meg hear you say that? What's that? Uh, I'm not going to run it all out. I'm going to run it with Meg. (laughs) You might have to edit that. (laughs) It seems like she holds her own. Yeah, she does. She, Dude, she's a beast, man. She's going to do pretty good. She probably wishes it was a flatter course, but if she's she gonna. doesn't right now, she's gonna. Yeah. Do what, John? She's gonna wish it was a flatter course. I've been yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be all right. We're gonna make it. Um, I don't think I've got anything. I had a note to discuss. Um, this guy. I, he was a former customer of ours when I was still in the banking business, had a rare book collection. Hmm. 
that he valued at $750,000. And uh, I wish I could get a look at it. He's He has passed on now. And I don't even know what you'd see, but we went to that bookstore in Savannah, Georgia, Books mm-hmm. on Bay, and they had a pretty extensive um, – I mean, they had books from the 1600s in there. Yeah. Uh, in really glass. Cool. Yeah. So I suspect it looks something like that. Check out Books on Bay if you're in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, it's really cool place i picked up a first edition of misery by stephen king in there ice i had a good run out there man at the bookstores you got another stephen king book at mr k's yeah i got the shining mr k's first edition they said they knew that wasn't going to be on the shelf long yeah that was that was divine intervention that thing i saw it the second i walked in the door Mm -hmm. But Bam. I finally made it too. There's a little bookstore here in Midland. Um, I've lived in Midland for seven and a half years, and I finally made it to this place. It's only open on Wednesdays from nine to noon, and I finally made it in, and it was really a cool place. So I'm gonna try to go back. And every book was like a dollar. I cannot. I want to have a business like that one day. I know. You, are you exaggerating a little bit on the hours? Um, no. <laughs> Jeez. I, it might be I'm open. A, it might be open Wednesday and Friday, but I, I don't know. I'd have. I'm to. gonna work six hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> so it's called Friends Friends Bookstore, I think. Could it be a Monday money laundering? Um, I don't think so. I will say everyone in there was a gigantic asshole, but the bookstore was cool including you yeah (laughs) by the time i was leaving i was (laughs) i thought i was gonna go in there and make some friends get friends hi i'm barry (laughs) i host the bourbon bookshelf podcast mind if i slip (laughs) some stickers into books in here hell no but anyways, I think that's all I had. Go Cowboys playing right now as we speak. I would not have scheduled recording for tonight had I recognized that. But They're still in the first half. Yeah, worked out well. We already know what the outcome's going to be. I think they're tied right now. So I did this fantasy football draft last night, not to just talk about my whole life. but Talk about it. I'm not a fantasy football expert by any means and don't want to put a whole lot of time into it. And this was an in-person draft, which I'd never done before. During COVID? Yeah, during COVID. Can you believe it? At a time like these. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, you know, you got to go and put stickers on this board of your player. And you've got a sheet that's got every player in the NFL on it that it's in size three font and is dark in this patio with this bar. And so I go in and look at it on the computer this morning. And I have got two, both of my wide receivers and my tight end are all on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, you better is, hope they do good tonight. I know. I'm hoping Brady's spreading it around out there. 
And then my other, my flex receivers on the Cowboys. Did you know so, they're on the same team? No, well, that, that's what I was getting at. You know, it's not exactly a great strategy to have half your team on the same team. <laughs> and uh, but I couldn't see anything. <laughs> you know, when I was doing it, so I think it'll Brady work. Has out, three touchdown passes tonight so far in the first half. Let me just look. Oh shoot! I've got forty points already. That's like a record game Dang. for me already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking good. Looking good. Yeah, I got Gronk. Can't go wrong with the old school boys. As long as he doesn't get hurt. Which is likely. Yeah, very. But all right. You fellas have a good night. Jared, have fun in Colorado. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited. Got a good book for that trip, too. What you got? Uh, The Thousand Crimes of Ming Su. It's a Western. Oh. I look forward to hearing about that one. I don't know. You should look it up. It's kind of getting popular. Really? Is it new? Yeah. Like, really new. I can't read it. It was recommended by... Your your list is getting huge anyway. Yeah, mine's too huge. All right. Not fellas. Not. Thank you for listening to the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast. Our aim with this show is to encourage people to read widely, enjoy good beverages in moderation, get outside, and have good conversations. We hope we can meet this goal while serving as good company for you, the listener. Don't forget to check out our website, bourbonbookshelf.com, where you can find links to purchase any of the books we have covered on this show. We do receive very minor financial compensation if you purchase through the Amazon affiliate links, which we will use to continue to grow the show and keep it ad-free. If you enjoy the show, please let us know by subscribing to and reviewing the show, telling your friends, and following us on Instagram. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to help us to continually improve the show. You can find the link to do this in the show notes for this episode on our website or on our Instagram page at bourbon underscore bookshelf. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.